0: Chapter 1, the beginning, October 1938, Kognikland, Korp- Germany. The trees were blowing in a girl. Clouds grew so dark. You could hardly believe it was the middle of the morning. Yeah, the atmosphere was, was cold, damp and dark in the kitchen. On the seventh floor of the great full apartments, black and white floor tiles were smeared with mud. Black curtains with holes in them hung at the windows. In the kitchen stood Philip Felle- Faberlinay. Fable- Mayha, a petite girl with long brown hair, a look of someone much older than her seventeen years. Philippine had been up since six o'clock. She had every morning since her mother died five years ago, so she could start the chores her father set her. She had already washed all the pots for the night before, brushed the living room floor, and changed the beds apart from her father's as he was still asleep. She was just about to clean the kitchen floor, dirtied by her father and his friends, who came to play poker at the table at the night. Suddenly she realised it's nine-thirty. Her father insisted his breakfast be on the table at ten o'clock every morning. She put together a traditional German breakfast for her father. Lots of different cheeses, meats, multiple jams and honey, as well as boiled eggs, fruit and vegetables, smoked fish, and of course every kind of roll of hearty, seeded bread. All was done with strong coffee. Fellebean's father, Bean's father loved, loved all 15 types of food, all, all different types of food. He ordered a large amount to see through the night shift. From his bedroom came the sounds Fabrini hated, the sounds of man with a hangover, yelling and belching and grunts and anger. The door was flung open by a father, Bernard. Good morning, father, Fabrini said as she served her father his breakfast. He stumbled in the kitchen chair and shouted back at her, Milk, I want milk, this coffee is disgusting. Bernard was a dark man with black, sleek, black, back. "'greasy hair. He always wore the same clothes. "'Black scruffy trousers and white vests. "'When he went out, he added an old wool jumper, "'black devil's coat and black fingerless gloves. "'He was a better man with ugly heart, "'refused to feel love since his wife had died. "'What are you up to today?' he eyed her suspiciously. "'I have told you yesterday, Father. "'I'm going into Copalepnik to, to look for work, "'but I'll down his mug of coffee.' "'I told you before, your place is here to look after me. "'I want to experience new things in my life. "'I want to make a difference. "'You can't stop me.' "'He jumped to his feet and gripped his wrists "'so hard that she felt her bones would break. "'He pinned her against the wall and sneered "'that she would never make anything of herself. "'She was too stupid. "'He constantly belittled her. "'She would never believe in herself. "'She was scared.' Oh into silence with aggression and frets. Philomene cowered in the corner of the floor. After he moved away, returned turned to the table. This is what's going to happen today. I'm going to join my breakfast and I'm going back to bed. In any time, you're going to cook my tea so I can take it into work. Then you'll go into the town and buy the groceries. This is your life, so get used to it. He carried on eating his breakfast without a second glance at his daughter, carrying in the corner like a wounded animal. She finally picked up herself and stumbled in the bedroom bathroom. She kept out of the way until of his way, until he finished eating and taking himself back himself back to bed. She started to clear out after Bernard, believed that the housework was a job for woman. Put on her jacket, gloves, and scarf, ready for a walk to the market in the local town of Cutnick, a beautiful area near Berlin, surrounded by forests, lakes, particularly muk mogulisti There was also stands in the meeting of two rivers, a Dunmean and a spree. Philomene walked down the stairs of their dark and dingy building and headed up to the estate they lived on. As she walked, the sky began to clear and the sun broke through the clouds. When she reached the market, she headed first to the fruit and vegetable stand. "'Hello, Fabian,' said the storekeeper. "'Hello, Fran. How are you today?' The stool that you all knew each other as Fredne was a regular customer uh, on the stool. I'm okay, I guess, said Fredine. A bit tired, but okay, thanks. When are you going to get out of this town and start enjoying life, Sophie? She said. has just shrugged her shoulders. This is my life. I just must look after my father. Friend told Frednidar took and guided her to the back of the stool. Listen, Fredine, I've known you most of your life, and your mother was a dear friend. She wouldn't have wanted this for you. She would have said, Just leave the fat pig. Do something with your life. I know, Fran, but how do I do it? I'm scared. Well, I, what, what do I do? Now you can do anything. Just don't waste your life, me. This upset her, maybe because she knew Fran was right. She pulled away and said sharply, OK, I have my shopping today. "'Now, now, she took the apples, bananas, broccoli, cabbage, and carrots, put them all in a brown bag. "'The bars, band, ride, and blade. "'Don't round to them. "'But she was hardly here, Fran. Oh, "'I must go now. Thanks, Fran.' "'Fran gave her a hug, as and she and close, spoke close to ear. Uh, "'It's my pleasure, for Please just think about what I said. Freely nodded and walked on. On the walk home, she stuck, kept remembering her friend's words. She didn't take her advice well. She knew that much. But she was right. Her mother had wanted more for her life. Mum was a beautiful, kind, loving woman who would have hated her husband had become But her husband had come. She loved Freely always wanted the best for her. Sadly, she never lived long enough. Died of cancer for was just about... Just twelve years old. From then he treated Fabini as his slave. As she was walking through the cobbled streets of Quebec, she heard a man selling a local newspaper, the Berlinda Post. Berlinda, Belinda, he shouted. Fabini went over and asked him how much to pay for the paper. Didn't Dane dust Mark, please? he said. Ferdinand counted out the money and gave it to him. A few books later on, she found a bench and sat down to read about the German politics, radical parties like the Nazi party. The supporters were growing in the numbers. She hated their views and flicked through the papers, finding nothing of interest in her until she reached the job There were some labouring jobs, such as on building sites, warehouses, the cotton factory. None of them interested in her. Then... For right in the bottom of the page, she sought an effort for a living care worker Very the elderly on the outskirts of Kudlik, invited those interests to come for a chat. They needed a caring, hard-working, reliable person, knowing no experience necessary. They really tried to fight, but she couldn't stop the sudden urge to change her life for the better, to make a life she never believed possible, a life of independence that her mother always wanted for. Then she stopped, her self-esteem collapsed. Why would they want her? She felt she had nothing to offer. Her feelings crushed for the brightest rainbow, the darkest days, and for what? A newspaper advertisement finally decided to investigate. It came to nothing. So be it. She headed home back to the black and gloomy apartment, makes suit for her father, his knife for his night shift. Suddenly she felt full of hope and happiness.